Welcome back to group therapy. So good to have you guys here. My name is Eli. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality. Hi, my name is Eli. If this is your first time listening, I'm so grateful that you're here. I just almost gasped. I thought that my bedroom door was open. And why is it so uncomfortable to me that I like do podcasts and TikTok when my roommates are like the most supportive people in my life and they know that I do that? But I'm like, I don't want to bother them with some superfluous like podcast episode, even though like they would tell me that I was never bothering them. Anyway, maybe that's a sign that I should get in the studio soon. But we're back. It's another week and we're going to get into all the Valentine's things today. I just felt like if I was going to do a Valentine's episode, I would want to do it with enough time for you to internalize this before the actual day. And so today felt like a really good opportunity to do that. And I have some amazing updates. First of all, I am hoping to collaborate with a woman that you all might know who rumor has it will be in New York City this weekend. I'm sure you guys can guess who if you follow me on TikTok. You might also follow her and maybe or perhaps you'll see us hanging out together. So that's definitely an update that I thought you guys would like because we've been dropping hints that we might be collaborating and I feel like you guys were excited about it. So that. Also, I made the joke about group therapy because I've really found my therapist groove. I went to the first therapist and she just like wasn't working for me. It was like not my favorite thing ever. And by the way, I used BetterHelp and I would really recommend BetterHelp. It's like $300 a month, but you can have like as many sessions and like you can chat as many times with your therapist. It just like makes it a lot easier. And then I switched to this second therapist and I had her yesterday and like already I feel so I'm like breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. I love you. And so if you've been on the fence, this is not an ad. This is just a recommendation. Like definitely check out BetterHelp. I know that sometimes you might have to flanagle around looking for the right therapist for you, but there's definitely a lot of choices. And my new therapist just works really well with my schedule and I'm just really excited about it. So that happened and I'm really pumped about it. Also, I just finished listening to the Call Her Daddy Emma Chamberlain episode or rather like just before I started recording this intro, I listened to it and wow, I just, I'm really proud of Emma Chamberlain. Now I don't, I have mixed opinions on Call Her Daddy. Like I think that Alex Cooper has done some really great growth and I think that sometimes she makes bad choices and I just like I don't have any opinions on it. It's not like my preferred listening but I do think that her growth has been really tremendous and it's very evident in her interview style. Like she doesn't really talk about herself that much and I think like it's admirable when she brings on somebody of the caliber of say Emma Chamberlain and she just lets her share her story. I think it's like a very good move for both of them but I I like that Emma doesn't ever give interviews and I think that we can all say pretty confidently that Emma doesn't lie and she says that she doesn't do interviews but she felt really compelled to do the interview with Alex because she liked Alex as a person and she wanted to be a part of that because they had a personal connection and so I think that most of the stuff that she was saying like was very... I don't know, vulnerable and open, but also interesting to hear it like in long form because I feel like so much of what we see of Emma is so short form or like shorter form. And so I really appreciated that. Really, I really liked it. And I'm looking forward to part two because like part one was about like getting into YouTube and her career and her upbringing and like all that kind of stuff. And then part two is about like sex and relationships. And like, I don't know, I'm a nosy Nelly. I really want to know about Emma's like dating life. And like, I want to know about her boyfriends. And I know that we're not entitled to that 
information. I know she's younger than me, but like I love the girl and so let me have this. So I would actually really recommend it if you haven't listened to it. It's on Spotify and she's wearing a black Steve Jobs turtleneck, which is the new uniform. So like I'm feeling it for her. So that was great and I would recommend that's a rec for the week. I am going to see the Nets game tonight courtside or by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be Thursday. So Wednesday, it'll be up on like TikTok and Instagram. I'm like super excited. The Barclays Center asked me to come to make content. I like basketball a lot. Like if you were to ask me to pick a sport, I would 100% always pick basketball. I think football like fans get too rowdy and drunk for me and not to say I don't like being rowdy and drunk just not in that setting baseball is too slow for me hockey is dangerous like it scares me and I'm very risk averse so I really like basketball and I'm really looking forward to it but I'm having a problem with what to wear because I feel like if I was an elusive hot girl I would wear like a black corset top and like black and like be really sexy but I feel like if I'm an ironic hot girl I should wear like the Nets jersey And I can't really decide. And then I looked up pictures of celebrities at Nets games. Not that I'm a celebrity, just to get inspo of like what's cool to do. And hardly any of them were wearing gear. And I feel like I'm thinking too far into it, but I also just don't know what to wear. I think I'm going to put up an outfit TikTok though to make my game time decision. So that's happening tonight. But I know that you guys all want to know about the American Girl Cafe experience. And what I really have to say is number one, I did not anticipate for those videos to go as viral as they did. But number two, the waiter that gave Jake his number, he got fired. And (laughs) the way I know this is that he DM'd me and he like told me that he wasn't mad at me at all and in fact did not want to work there anymore and had been looking for an out and like whatever. Like apparently he had this like weird, there was like a situation. And so he kind of like thanked us for giving him an out. But also I like reflected on it because at first I felt so guilty and I was like, okay, we didn't do anything wrong. Like he gave the number knowing he shouldn't do that and he was willing to face those repercussions when he did that but also he's so nice and we're friends now but overall it was just like the funniest day ever and the most fun thing ever we just like had a ball like our girl Charlene who's the assistant general manager brought us around the whole store she let us pick out a doll they gave us lunch for free and we got kind of drunk and it was just so funny like the whole time we were like cracking up and bonding and it was so great and I loved the way they did my hair and I really wish I could figure out how to do it like that again and I got to take a new doll and so I have Rebecca Rubin and something that's so comical to me is that I think people don't understand that it's satire or that it's like content or that it's like healing your inner child like people think that I'm one of those like doll people like Disney adults but for dolls I'm like, this is, okay, that's fine. And I can only know this because people are, like, signing into my DMs or, like, there are, like, doll accounts following me. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I literally posted a video being, like, when you get divorced at the American Girl Cafe, like, come on. Like, this is insane. But it was so funny. And also, it has not changed since, like, literally 2008. And the food was really good. Like, I highly recommend going to eat there. Like, I had a chicken Caesar salad. Jake had a burger. The fries were bomb. The cake was so good. I glued myself for it. Was totally worth it. And yeah, that's that on that. So that was the American Girl experience. Wicked was phenomenal. Of course it was. It was so special. I just had a really good weekend. Rachel and I spent Planless Saturday together and we had so much fun. We ended up shopping and we went to Nordstrom and then there's a bar in the Nordstrom on 
is it on Broadway? It's on like Broadway and 60th maybe. It's on, it's near Columbus Circle. So there's a bar up there and we went to the bar and I had a glass of Vuv Clicquot. It was such a planless Saturday. And then I went and saw my best friend Devin from college. Thank God I hadn't seen her in so long and we caught up and I ripped off all my acrylic nails and decided that I'm done with them. I want my nails to heal and I think that if I'm dropping into being a writer, they need to heal and I'm really excited because I'm dropping into being a writer. I've laid out the table of contents for the book and we're getting there. I have to write three chapters and I think tomorrow I'll dedicate a lot of time to doing that. I'm really nervous. Like It makes me so nervous and things are moving so fast and I also think that I might be making a management switch and like there's a lot of big things going on kind of to just like keep going in this trajectory of like using my voice in ways that matter and also doing TikTok at the same time. And I, I'm just really grateful and like I'm really shocked still. Like I don't even really fully know how to understand or internalize all of this. But yeah, there, so I've been really busy and, and frankly a little overwhelmed. But it's been really good. And it was also the one year of Scorpio Boy and I going on our first date. Our one year anniversary is actually Valentine's Day, which we'll talk about. But the thing that I think is interesting is that we met and then we became basically decided that we were exclusive on like our second date. Like he just said, I'm not looking to fuck around. Like I'm looking to, you know, get to know someone. Like I don't just want to hook up. And like, so we decided we weren't going to have sex. And so like we decided we were going to wait a little while and get to know each other. And so I sort of knew that we were exclusive right away. We just really hit it off. And not to say that like it can't be a successful relationship if that's not the case, but like we literally started dating 20 days after we met. Like, it just, like, made sense, and we've still been dating ever since. And so it was a one year of our first date, which was at um, a restaurant in the West Village called... Why can't I think of it? It starts with an S. Oh, my God. Svita, 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 Svita. Oh, my God. It's really good. You guys should go there. Wow. Well, this is a good segue into Valentine's Day. Also, I just had to take a break because I had to send somebody a picture of a voided check. I had never done that before, and it's always interesting, these adult things that we do with our lives. And I'm like, how do you even, what is a voided check? I had to look up picture of voided check. I can't believe I had never had a, like, is that weird? Anyway, let's drop into the episode because I think it's going to be a really good one and I'm really excited about it and it's going to be all about Valentine's Day and I'm going to take you guys through the Valentine's Days in my life and then talk about why I love Valentine's Day so much and give you suggestions and everything and it's going to be fantastic. So let's get this off the table. I fucking love Valentine's Day. This holiday like brings me the utmost joy. I love Valentine's Day. I love New Year's. I love holidays that I feel like everybody could celebrate if they wanted to. Like, I feel like, you know, Christmas is like, okay, well, if you're Jewish, you're not celebrating Christmas. Like, it's that kind of thing to me. Like, it kind of feels like, I don't know, like it leaves people out or like Thanksgiving. Like, obviously, Thanksgiving is a colonizer's holiday, like low key. So, actually, high key. And so, like, it leaves people out or it makes people feel ostracized. And I just love Valentine's Day because I feel like anybody could embrace that. And I also love love. And it's like so clearly about love. And so though I loved Valentine's Day so much, I never particularly had a successful Valentine's Day. And I'm going to take you guys through that to show you that even if you're single or if you're having a miserable time, you can still have a good Valentine's Day. So my freshman year of high school, I had this guy had a crush on me and he was like my first kiss in eighth grade and like my first makeout, but I like did not want to date him. And he just like really liked me. And I think I liked the attention low key. So it was like an on and off kissing for a while. Like he was like my first everything but sex pretty much. 
I don't know why I was like promiscuous freshman and sophomore year in that way. Like in no, like I wasn't having sex, but like I was experimental, whatever. And so he was my first Valentine sort of like he broke into my locker. He like got my locker combo and then put like a bear and like a bunch of chocolate and then like those heart cards that say like 52 things I love about you on them. I actually still have them. In fact, it's hilarious. And he just like left it all in there with a card from himself. And then when I opened my locker, it all fell out onto me. And I was so fucking embarrassed that I couldn't even face him. And I like literally ran out of the school. And it's so mean that I couldn't even say thank you. But he gave me this card deck that's like 52 things I love about you. And it's like all spelt wrong. So it'll be like your smile. But it's like you are smile. (laughs) It's like you are funny. And there's like six of them that say you're funny. It's actually brilliant to look back on. I'm so glad I kept them and that I'm a low-key hoarder. But he's a sweet boy. Like, And obviously I just rejected his advance pretty much. Um, But I guess he was like my first Valentine, technically speaking. Uh, But I was like obviously just not down. And then I had my first like boyfriend, but it was like really just hardly a boyfriend my sophomore year of high school. And he was like the most anxious and inexperienced person ever. But like, weren't we all when we were like 15 and 16? But he was like so nice, question mark. Like he was like a nice boy, but he was just like super, super, super nervous and shy. And like, obviously I was not shy. And so he brought over to my house. I remember like I was pissed at him. I remember he like, he wasn't like from my town. And so when he did come to my town, it was like either to see me or to see our friends. And that's how I knew him, like our mutual friends, I guess. And so he like comes over to my like house or like, I think house, I I might've been a junior in high school. I can't remember, but he comes over to my house and he like brings this giant teddy bear and flowers and like we're in my basement. And then he's like, can I go hang out with my friends? And I, I like made this whole, like, well, I really wish that you had gotten a reservation somewhere. And he was like, yeah about that I just like didn't do that can I go hang out with my friends and so I was like okay fuck you and then I pretended that I was like so happy I was like love of my life sent me flowers and I was like this is disgusting like the way it was just yeah it was just (laughs) we were not in love and also like we didn't even really like each other it was kind of just like an experimental first relationship no bad blood what a sweetheart I think that I just broke up with him like because of situations like that like we weren't ready to be in a relationship and it like wasn't worth it when I was 15 years old and like wanted to be brought out to dinner and he like wanted to hang out with his friends like you know what we were just young so then senior year of high school I was upset so the summer going into senior year of high school I was like obsessed with this older guy who was like in the history class that came after mine and so I'd always see him in the hallway and stuff and we were like very much so hooking up but the way I take hooking up to mean is like making out and like maybe going to second and base and like sometimes going to third but we weren't like dating and he was leaving for college so it was like a summer fling and so the day he left for college I was really upset like I was torn up I was like obsessed with this guy I was like very upset so he leaves and goes to college and then I was like, okay, like I'm miserable. Like I miss him. Like I wish he was still here. And so like one of the last parties of the summer is at my friend's house. And like, if you want to hear something obnoxious about where I went to high school, we were having a preppy themed party. Like the theme was prep. Like I was wearing a Vineyard Vines vest and like, like literally Chevron pink J Crew shorts. It was nasty and Sperry's. So like we're having our preppy party and it's like one of our like 
first times our friend group is like really drinking together in high school. And so I had set my eyes on this like boy that was in our high school friend group. And he was like, we'll just call him Gemini because he was a Gemini. And honestly, like still friends with him, still friendly with him. He's great. So I like set my eyes on him though and said that I thought he was so cute and that like I kind of wanted to get over the other guy and so I was going to hook up with him. So we like made out on my friend's fence and it broke. And this was in like the summer. I needed to go back and fix the fence. But then, like, ever since that moment, we just, like, started seeing each other, like, going into our senior year. But the issue was, like, we were both going to go to college at the end of the year, so we didn't really see a reason to, like, get into a relationship. But it kind of just made sense. Like, we were all always together as our friend group, and, like, he was, like, always, I don't know, he was, like, nice to me. And so I ended up losing my virginity to him in January. And so, like, pretty much maybe, like, a year ago, or not a year, geez, oh, my God, like, six or seven years ago now was when I, like, lost my virginity to him, and so I did that, and, like, I think that, like, secured my spot as his valentine, like, again, we were definitely exclusive, we weren't seeing other people, he was so nice to me, he made me feel so comfortable and safe, like, whatever, it was mostly just, like, he, I guess, like, we did that, and it kind of, like, strengthened our bond, and it was, like, very clear we were just gonna see our relationship through to the end of the year, so he ended up, like, on valentine's day, I ended up going over to his house, to watch a movie and he like gave me a flower like a single rose so like it wasn't like he was really my valentine but he was like i got you this it was like a sweet awkward thing if you know what i mean sweet boy like absolutely no hard feelings but i don't really think about him as a valentine because like i don't know he did give the gesture and it was the person i was seeing at the time but like that's kind of what i mean by like no label no gift like it would have been weird for me to show up with a gift when he presented with like a single rose to me and like a little box of chocolates like that's really nice and i'm glad he did it because it made me feel special on valentine's day but like there's no reason to give a gift in exchange for that so that was my senior year of high school so I really felt like I'd never had a valentine like yeah I had men giving me advances on valentine's day but either like I kind of felt like I coerced them to do it because they just felt like like oh this girl and I are like seeing each other like I have to do something with her for valentine's day it was never like a display of affection it was never like a special valentine's day I never got like a you're my valentine from these people other than the freshman year guy who I feel still so bad that I did that so I never really had that like thing or whatever. So then college is so much funnier. So I get to college. I have a boyfriend from October of my freshman year to December of my freshman year. And then we on and off hooked up from December of my freshman year through March of my sophomore year. And it was so toxic or not March, maybe February. And it was so toxic and just like really bad for both of us but we were kind of obsessed with each other and we're like the sex is good like we should keep doing this even though he was so mean to me and I like thought I could convince him to like be in love with me if I just kept hooking up with him which that doesn't work but that's a different episode and story and so it was my freshman year and I was like really really down bad and my best friend Allie was also down bad and so we just decided that we were gonna like go and get sushi at 4 p.m and then stock up on like every single candy ever and go to the movies and watch 50 shades of gray and so we go get sushi at 4 p.m and by the way who's getting sushi at 4 p.m in the midwest like literally nobody and we're sitting in the restaurant facing the windows which faces the street and we literally see my ex skateboard by and we're like since when does he have a skateboard and then he had like a they were having a mixer that night and he was a sophomore like mixer is like a frat party and so I was like getting anxious because like every time they had a mixer, I always wanted to be there to make sure he wasn't going to hook up with somebody else in front of me, even though we both knew we were hooking up with other people. And so we went to see Fifty Shades. We both cried 
during the movie because we were both just sad and down bad. Great movie though. Love the Fifty Shades movies. Don't think that they're cheesy um, and I'm obsessed with them. And so we did that and then in the theater she looks over and I'm texting my ex trying to invite him over and I'm like, hey, like I'm watching Fifty Shades, like really thinking about you. Like, do you want to come over? And he's like, yeah, but it's Valentine's Day. Like I probably shouldn't. And I'm like, well, if you leave your um, frat house at 11.45, like you'll get to me by midnight and it won't be Valentine's Day anymore. Toxic behavior, guys. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about that I fucked up enough that I can give you guys advice so that you don't fuck up in the same ways. That's terrible, right? He's like, it's Valentine's Day. We really shouldn't. Or you're going to think that this is something more than it is. And I'm like, no, babe, if you leave at 11.45, you're going to get to me on February 15th and it's not Valentine's Day. Like that is desperation. That is awful, right? He does it. Of course he does. Of course he does. And I have to probably like sexile my roommate. I can't remember. Like I sexiled her so much. Like Alana Valco, if you or anybody that knows you is listening to this, like, girl, I'm sorry. Like, I was, because of the situation, I was always kicking her out. So I was terrible roommate. Actually, I don't think it was terrible, but she probably has, she probably remembers that. So I don't remember if I kicked her out on Valentine's Day or if I went to his, but I'm pretty sure I kicked her out. And then he would, like, come over, hook up with me, and leave. Like, he wouldn't spend the night or anything. That's gross. So that was my freshman year. So bad. I was so upset the whole time. And I wanted someone to love me who just never was going to. So then sophomore year of college, I'm still hooking up with the same guy. The same guy. And around this time, I had just met the person that was going to become my second boyfriend in college, the Republican, if you guys know, you know. And so I had just met him. And I... Like, I, I didn't have any Valentine's plans because also the guy that I was also hooking – I was, like, really – sophomore year was, like, a time. So I was hooking up with my ex. I was hooking up with this other guy. We call him Cracker. So Cracker, like, I find out he was, like, completely cheating on me when he – when we said we were exclusive. But I was also cheating on him when we said we were exclusive because I was hooking up with my ex still if there was ever the opportunity. So, like, I really couldn't have been that upset. And I honestly wasn't because I didn't like him and he was giving me the ick and it was just like about attention that wasn't my ex. So then I meet Aunt Bumble, my like next upcoming boyfriend in the pipeline, the Republican. And this is, but we like meet on like, we like start messaging each other on like February 4th. Like it's just way too soon. And we haven't met in person. We met in person one or two times before the Valentine's Day thing rolls around. So we met like for one, um, like I went to a club meeting that he was in. That's how we like met the first time. And the second time we studied together and then he had invited me on a date that I think was meant to take place on like February 18th or 19th to go see a Michigan basketball game. That was about to be our first date. And so at this point in time, we, it would not have been, it would have been weird probably if we like were Valentines. And then I remember I storied being like, Allie's my Valentine, forever Valentine, even though she was also in a relationship. And he answered and was like, I thought I was your Valentine. And I'm like, you literally didn't do anything. So like you, you didn't ask. So like, no. And then we went back to the theater and saw Fifty Shades, no, the second one, because we just felt like it. And we were both actually not down bad at all because we were both like happy because like I felt like I was going to get into a relationship soon. She was happy. Like things had changed, but we were still each other's Valentine. The only constant in your life is girlfriends and friendships and women. And that's on period and candy. We had popcorn. We did the thing. and It was great. And so that was my sophomore year. And then we did almost immediately after start dating. And then I had to cut off the other ex and it was just a mess. And then junior year of college. So if you guys want to hear like my relationship relationship history, you can just like some of the earlier podcast episodes, they go through it. Um, but junior year of college, I, me and the Republican are like on and again, off again. And honestly, like, I don't even want to give them this much airtime. So we're just gonna be quick with this. 
but you're probably not gonna be quick with this. I say that like I don't just talk forever. So we were on again, off again, and we had been off again in like late January. And so we decided like, okay, Valentine's Day, we're going on again. And this is for good on again. Like we got this, like we're going back on again. Like we're going to make this such a good day. Like the rebirth of our relationship. This is why I don't believe in breaks, by the way, they don't work. And so I remember I was so excited. I bought this lingerie from Free People, really cute lingerie. It's like a sheer bra with hearts and like this really cute underwear. And I was so excited. And I had like the cutest outfit picked out to wear like a dress with boots and I did my hair and makeup and I remember having this whole moment and for some reason I had our apartment to myself and he didn't have his to himself so I like prepared this whole little appetizer because he made the plans for the date so I like got like chips and dip and like veggies and dip and then I got like a bottle of wine and wine glasses and then I got like his little gift set up I made him like this really good bay basket and guys I was so down fucking bad and the whole reason we broke up is like such a twofold thing. But part of it was that our politics were just so different and he had sort of hid his from me or like if I asked explicitly, he would change the subject because he knew his answers were going to deter me from wanting to date him. I was just too naive and ignorant to not push back. And I like really didn't have a spy and like cut me a break. I was 19 years old. Anyway, so I like I bought him a Reagan Bush hat. I did. And I'm sorry. And it was a poor reflection of my character. And that's what we do when we're desperate and when we're obsessed with people that are bad for us and also when we're in love with t p terrible individuals. And frankly, I did not know like everything, the truth yet, but whatever, that's fine. Okay. It's good. Who cares? So <laughs> he and I, he comes over and I remember it was just like, it was just not great. Like off the get go. Like I remember like he just wasn't I don't know it felt like he didn't want to be there based on some comments that he made and like I had tried so hard and it just wasn't reciprocated like I've told this story before but like he clearly just like went to Trader Joe's and got like some LaCroix and a bag of granola that wasn't gluten-free and like some Trader Joe's flowers and like he got a card and he wrote like happy Valentine's Day love the Republican like it just there was no effort and I wasn't expecting like a Cartier ring or like Tiffany earrings but what I do expect is like you know she loves to read. Go to the bookstore and buy her a $10 book and write her a really nice card. You know that her favorite candy is like pull and peel Twizzlers. Like go get her a huge bag of those. Like it is not about the money. It is about the thought process behind a gift. And I was just like discouraged because I had spent so much time and effort on our on his gift and like literally was going against my values to purchase his gift. What the f hell? And um, it just didn't feel reciprocated. And I just kind of knew that it was over like I just knew and then you know what this reflects poorly on me and I feel badly about it but like the night ended up going really poorly it ended up getting worse and then the next day he had a flight to go somewhere and I broke up with him via text and I do not condone doing that I don't think it's a good thing to do but I was super non-confrontational and like it was like an itch I needed to scratch I had to tell him like I could not spend the weekend away from him and not tell him that I wanted it to be over and I just like it just had to be done and so that is the story of how I broke up with my boyfriend on Valentine's Day and I don't even like consider him a Valentine because the night was so bad that I knew I was going to end it the next day but I wanted to wait and frankly like it's mean to break up with someone over text and I wouldn't recommend it the only way I could justify it is number one I wasn't going to see him for a little while and number two we had been on so many breaks and everything that it wasn't like a shocker if it's going to be like a sucker punch you have to do it in person or on the phone but this is the kind of thing where like we had been on like 10 breaks like this was a this was coming but I will admit to fucking up and I probably shouldn't have done that and that was rude of me but also maybe deserved because of the six loose LaCroix okay so that was that was junior year's modern day tragedy and the worst part was Allie wasn't home so I was like really emotionally 
unwell and she was at a wedding or something and it was just a lot. But my favorite Valentine's Day is senior year of college. And I think this is the year that I really was just like, F everybody. I'm like hanging out with my friends and using this day to honor us. And basically we had this like epic Valentine's plan where the day before Valentine's Day, we got like feather boas. We got heart nipple stickers like to put over your boobs that were glittery. And I went and hooked up with someone and like kept them on like after like the night and my biggest recommendation ever is do not sleep the night at a guy's house who you're just hooking up with on the 13th because you will wake up there on Valentine's Day and it's incredibly awkward. And the only reason that happened to me because I normally don't sleep over anyway is because I got drugged and I literally got roofied at the bar and he brought me home, thank God. And I remember the next, like I remember like patches of the night, but I woke up there and I was like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done like that because now it's valentine's day but also i couldn't help it so whatever so then on actual valentine's day the reason that my friends didn't want to celebrate on actual valentine's day is because two of them had dates and then one of them like actually went on the date and the other one got stood up from the date i don't even remember who was who or whatever but that person wasn't worth it anyways but ali and i were like at home just hanging out and we're always each other's valentine like every fucking year and so we made a powerpoint of like all the guys that we had like canoodled with in college and like made fun of them and it was really really fun and we got chipotle and milkshakes and watched a documentary about sexting and then i know now that the republican and his girlfriend after me she told me this saw us like walking down the road in sweatpants like cracking up going to get our milkshakes while they were on their way to their date and i'm like you know what like it's full circle like happy ending like your friends are your soulmates and that's what i learned that valentine's galentine's day it was just so much fun um but the worst definitely the worst part was that I woke up in his bed on Valentine's Day. Like, I didn't want that to occur by any means. And it was awkward. I remember being like, it's Valentine's Day. And he was like, so we should make the most of it. And I was like, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Let me take a sip of my oat milk latte. I was like, we really shouldn't. Like, we don't need to do that. So that was senior year. And then last year. So I really, like, never felt like I had a valentine and I always loved valentine's day so much and I know it just sounded like I had valentine's but like it was all kind of like funny or a mishap like I never had that like perfect moment that like perfect valentine's day like I literally like the one time that I would have considered myself having a valentine my boyfriend and I broke up so like I just never really had one but I never cared and I think like I feel very close to my grandmother who passed away before I was born Everybody says I look and like act a lot like her and it's her birthday Valentine's Day and it is just a special day to me because of that because I do feel so like akin to her and like I feel like very spiritually connected to her and it's her birthday and so I always just celebrated Valentine's Day like a day of love for her and for me and for like the connection I feel like we have and I think that's like what paved the way for me to understand Valentine's Day as something that's about all love and not just romantic love and we're gonna get there but last year so I met Scorpio boy on January 21st 2021 and of course like I said this a lot but people always ask like how soon did you guys start dating or like how soon did you guys become exclusive and like we didn't really become exclusive like I think from our first date we both had an understanding that there was something special there and not to be like cheesy but like we just went on our first date and then didn't stop going on dates and we were just obviously exclusive like to me like there was no I knew that there was no shot he was hooking up with other people because I wasn't because I knew that we just liked each other and like was obsessed with each other's company um which I think is like goes back to the whole thing of like I felt comfortable not nervous like it wasn't a question for me whether or not he was seeing other people and I like 
I feel that that's a really great feeling that you can definitely have in your life. And so we meet January 21st, and then it's going to be February 14th, obviously Valentine's Day. And we plan a little night uh, dinner date. So actually how it went was his best friend was visiting his girlfriend. Uh, they're not together anymore, but that's beside the point. And they wanted to do brunch and meet me, but Scorpio Boy and I weren't dating yet. Like we were definitely exclusive. And so I like went to the brunch and I met them and then I went home and got ready and we went to the Standard Barn Grill, which is like my favorite restaurant in New York. You have to get all of their salads and their truffle fries are so good and they're known for their Moscow mules. And I just love the energy in there. So we go to the Standard Bar and Grill and then the Standard Hotel is connected. And I'd always said that was my favorite hotel, but I never really specified like anything else to him. Like I didn't say I wanted to go there. I just said it was my favorite hotel. And so we go to the Standard Bar and Grill. I got all dressed up. I was wearing the cutest dress and like cute lingerie. And Nicolette did my hair, LRM Beauty, code Eli10 for 10% off, new customers online. Okay. So I'd be so good at doing ad reads on my podcast. I'm going to talk to my manager about that. But anyway, I (laughs) – not to toot my own horn. Okay. So we go to the restaurant and I remember like – again, I like wasn't confused or concerned as to whether or not we were dating or what was going to happen between us. And we basically go out to dinner and we sit down and got drinks and he gave me a card and – out of the card fell the room a room key for the hotel I literally felt like I was in Gossip Girl and then we went on a little walk and then we went up to the hotel after dinner and he had like a bottle of champagne on ice and he like had the room like overlooking the Hudson River and I just remember like feeling so special and like I had never really felt like special like that on Valentine's Day or really at all like I don't remember any time that like a man made me feel special like that and I had dated people before I just I guess I didn't know my worth and I just felt so like like giddy and special and like I couldn't believe it. And yeah, so then all of this to say, the next day I had to go. The next day was Valentine's Day and I had to go um to Jersey and dog sit. And so he came with me randomly uh, just because I was like, well, my parents aren't here. Like, why don't we play house? And it's like a Saturday anyways or it was like a Sunday. I was like, it was a Sunday. So I was like, why don't we just play house and like it'll be fun. So he comes to Jersey with us, with me rather, and we're dog sitting and blah, blah, blah. And then we went out to my dad's restaurant for dinner and we're kind of sitting at the table and talking about his parents and they're coming into town in like two weeks. And he's like, I'd really like you to meet my parents. And I was like, well, I'd really like you to meet mine. And then he's like, so should we put a label on it? And I kind of just sat there and he was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I was like, okay. Um, It was really sweet. And so that was our like first anniversary I get that was like our anniversary I guess Valentine's Day it's interesting because that was definitely like the permanent one but I feel like it was more in January because that's when we just started like actually dating each other but whatever uh but all this to say like that experience and like those two days like really made me realize that if I had just all along been positive and given positive energy out into the world that's what I was going to get back it's like a boomerang like positivity is a boomerang and like good karma is a boomerang and I really believe that to be true and that's why I just really truly believe in positive energy around Valentine's Day and treating it as a day for all love and not romantic love because sure you can be bitter and like I it is so like common I guess be like I hate Valentine's Day fuck Valentine's Day and be so bitter about Valentine's Day because you don't have a Valentine and I think there's a whole another cohort of people who just don't like Valentine's Day for other reasons and that's fine that's not what I'm talking about I'm saying the people who are like fuck Valentine's Day I hate it I'm bitter because I don't have a Valentine or like I hate people that are together like oh like going to run into traffic 
traffic because you know all that stuff I'm like but you don't have to act that way like that it takes so much energy to give that kind of negative energy into the world like what if you just gave positive energy about Valentine's Day into the world and I promise you that clearly the reason that you're being bitter like that is born of insecurity that you don't have a valentine but i promise you if you just said like i'm gonna have the best night with my friends and celebrate love eventually really good love would come to you and i the only reason i know that to be true is because it happened to me and like i said i just think it's not just about romantic love like think about it as like friend love and think about it as like love for yourself and love for the world and love for your favorite artists and musicians and family and the other thing is like Anything that you could do with a partner on Valentine's Day, you could do alone or with your friends. Like, let's just think about it. Go on a date. You could do that with your friends. Drink wine and have like a movie night. You could do that with your friends. Like, okay, have sex. I get it. But like buy a vibrator. Like, you're fine. Anything that you could do with a partner, you could do alone or with a friend. And that is just like the most comforting thing to me. And I think like senior year of college, like that really came to light. Like there was nothing I would have rather done than drink milkshakes and lie in Ali's bed and laugh about boys and like hug each other and watch a document. Like that was my dream. Like she is my soulmate and our friends can be our soulmates. And I really truly believe that. There's like, you could do gifts with your friends. You can do like an underwear exchange. Like we did that in my house. We did a secret Cupid. It's so fun makes everybody feel special, makes them feel like they're getting a little treat. Like I always send my brothers a treat. Oh my God. I just remembered that freshman year of college. Oh my God, guys, this is okay. Trigger warning eating disorder. Freshman year of college, um, that whole like debacle that I just explained to you guys before, my dad bought me this like lemon meringue cake and like sent it in the mail from this like really good bakery. It was like, you know, shipped from the bakery and I like binge ate the whole thing and then tried to make myself throw up. It was the only time I've ever tried to make myself throw up and I couldn't do it. And I was so frustrated, which is so sad that I like couldn't do it. I was like, why am I so, why am I bad at everything? Like I'm such a failure. Like this guy doesn't even want me and I'm such a failure that I can't even make myself throw up this cake that I wish I didn't eat, that I emotionally ate the entire thing of. And I just think that that, that goes back to the whole thing. Like I was really sad and negative and it's obviously okay to be sad and okay to be struggling. But like, I wish I could tell that person now that, that even in a few years, like she was going to feel so much better. And also like if she just held her head up high and like tried to get through, like the good things were going to come to her and she didn't have to be craving attention and affection from people that didn't like her at all. And were also making her loathe herself even more. So that, sorry, that was caveat. I just literally just remembered that, but I was going to say, I like to send my brother's treats and like my parents and like, it's just fun. And I think like as women, we're told that we have to aspire to marriage. We have to aspire to partnership. We have to aspire to be with someone else. And it's such bullshit. Like they, everybody says, you know, like winning equals marriage for women. Like, you know, like it's a congratulations. You're getting married. Like that's the best that you could ever do. And for men, it's like the bachelor culture and like being a bachelor that's like cool and suave and like, oh, he's rich, like whatever. And if a woman is single, it's seen as like sad and depressing. And that just like never made sense to me. And on top of that, I feel like the common like dialogue surrounding that kind of stuff is like, oh, where's the wife? She's not around this weekend. Like, hey, like you're free. But for women, like her girlfriends will be like, oh my God, where's your husband? He's out of town. Oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Like it's, we think of women as like codependent on their partner. We think of men as independent of their partner. And like, I think that, we think so much that women only have value when they're accompanied by a man and that's so stupid and like also so like just heteronormative in general and I think like it would be better to be alone than to be in a terrible partnership I would wish I could tell my freshman year of college and junior year of college self that 
I would rather be by myself and not hurting than getting hurt by somebody that I was in a partnership with. Sure, it might have looked great that I could go on a Valentine's Day date, but like I was deeply emotionally hurt by that person and I way, way would have rather just watched Love Island alone. Like I didn't need him I and I was told I did and so I was hanging on for dear life because somebody told me that I needed that and then that was like the thing I should aspire to was like having a romantic partner and I think that we need to start telling women and also teaching young girls girls that it's okay to be alone and that you would much rather be by yourself for eternity than be in a partnership that is not serving you and so if you are feeling at all like you know sad or depressed because all your friends have valentines or something like that just remember that you are so much better off alone than forcing yourself into a partnership just to have a valentine that doesn't serve you and i think you should really like write down 10 things that you love just write down 10 things that you absolutely love and dedicate the day to that And it doesn't have to be a person. It doesn't even have to be a place. Like it can be things. It can be foods. It can be whatever. Like treat yourself. Like you don't have to be sad. And like I don't want to say like just be happy. Like you don't have to be sad. But you don't have to be sad just because you don't have a partner on Valentine's Day because that's not what it's about. And like no one can tell us what it's about. We're allowed to reframe it. And I think for so long of my life, I would look at couples and be like, oh, I'm so fucking jealous. That's gross. I can't even look at them. I couldn't even watch movies with couples in them because I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. Like I'm just so mad. Like why can't I have that? And I realized one day like why was I doing that like jealousy is such a bitter and ugly disease like instead I could just be like switch my mindset and be like wow they look really happy that's really cute I hope that I get to have that one day or I know I'll get to have that one day or I just can't wait to have that one day like that's such a better mindset it's such a healthier mindset it gives people grace and positivity and also it like gives the universe that and then the universe is going to work really really hard to give that back to you so if you are feeling really sad that you don't have a valentine that's what I would recommend like think about how excited you'll be when one day you get to have that romantic connection and just because you don't have it today you can celebrate in many different ways and If like, for example, I told you right now, like you are going to meet your soulmate a year from today, what would you do? You would have fun, right? You would go on a bunch of dates that probably are just not, you're never going to see it through. You would have really fun sex and go travel and go on adventures and like go out with your friends and you would live for yourself, not for any other person because you would say in your head, okay, I'm meeting my soulmate in a year. I can just hang out until then and they're going to come to me. Why don't we just live like that? You know what I mean? Like you could just live like that today. You could just live like your soulmate is coming in a year and you're going to live it up. And I promise you that when you start living that way, when you switch your mindset like that, that's when your soulmate is actually just going to show up out of the blue. And the last thing is like, think about when we were little kids and we would like give each other Valentines to our friends and stuff like in class. Like, why do you think we did that? It's because it was about friendship. Like it was about like just love and we like learned about it and like it was cute and fun and like it can still be that childlike thing. It doesn't need to be this like adult weird thing. Like it can still be about everything that it was about back then. But I'm sure you're wondering what my Galentine's and Valentine's plans are. So for Galentine's Day, we're doing vintage prom and we're decorating and we're going to get vintage prom dresses and it's going to be literally amazing. And so we're really excited about that. And then for Valentine's Day, we're doing a staycation in Dumbo just because we've you know, been dating for a year now. It's going to be our anniversary and we're trying to figure out like, okay, like we're going to do like Valentine's gifts and Valentine's plans. Are we going to do a one-year thing? It's kind of hard. So we just decided to combine it and do a little overnight. And like, he's going to plan an activity for us to do during the day. We're going to go out to dinner. I think I'm going to do like a couples massage thing for us um, as his gift for one year. And yeah, that's, those are my plans. And I also like gift wise, 
I did the bay basket thing, which if you didn't watch my TikTok about it, it's basically just you get a basket and you fill it up with like a bunch of stuff that like your partner would really love. And you put a little card. It can be like less than 50 bucks, less than 100 bucks. Like, I don't know, whatever you want to do. And I think that this is a really good gift because I do think that Valentine's Day, like gift wise, does kind of cater toward women more so. Like it's like flowers, chocolate, like teddy bear. You know what I mean? But I think that it doesn't have to be like we can also come up with really creative like ideas and gifts for our male partners but the thing I will say is like absolutely if you have no label do not get the person a gift no label no gift and the reason I believe this to be true is because like it'll be fine like for example like if my freshman year the senior year of high school boyfriend who like gave me like the one rose and like little box of chocolates like what would I have given him in return for that like it's not necessary and also it would not have been necessary for him to give me anything either and like I think it was really nice that he did but I'm just saying that like if if your labeled person gets you like a little something like I don't really think that you need to give something in return and I think that when you haven't been dating for that long you can just do lingerie and dessert or wine and then I think if you've been dating for a long time the bay basket is such a good idea because it's like all practical stuff in there that they, they actually need and I feel like that men will really appreciate that okay so we're moving on to our deep thing of the day which is just something that I want to touch on and it's not going to be very long but trigger warning is sexual assault I wanted to talk about Jack Wright and his bravery and I think if you haven't seen it and you don't understand or aren't aware of the situation essentially there's sexual assault allegations against CNMA the TikToker and they were brought up by Jack Wright and they're very 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 disgusting and very 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 sad and also like incredibly triggering or could be and he hadn't spoke out about it yet out of not being ready and out of we don't know why but he hadn't spoke out of it about it and also he didn't have to and it's so sad to me that victims so often feel the need to explain themselves because people do not believe them especially male victims and I want to wholeheartedly say I do believe Jack and always did and also just that he is such a tremendous individual and it takes a lot of bravery to sit in front of a camera and relive trauma and I can't imagine doing something like that. I'm sure many of you can't imagine doing something like that. But if you haven't seen it already and you don't aren't triggered by that kind of thing or you think that you could watch it or, you know, at your own pace, it's he's really, really brave to do it and he gives some great resources. And I also just think that her platform needs to be taken away from her. And the more people that know about this and can show support for him, it may be the more likely that is to happen. And she released a statement basically denying everything to be true and also saying that she didn't fully understand the concept of consent, which I think is really scary and sad and not an excuse. And I really think that we all need to be very aware of what consent is and what it looks like. And I just hope we can come to a place where this stops happening because it's just so fucked up. And I think especially for male victims, like nobody wants to believe them. And I just wholeheartedly believe Jack and I recommend watching it because I think it's really heartbreaking, but also really brave of him. And I don't know him at all, but I'm very proud of him for being so open and also explaining himself when he really just didn't need to. And, you know, I think he did it out of a necessity because people didn't believe him. And that's just, it's bullshit. And this going down on the internet is just so much and I honestly kind of hate the people that are jumping in with their opinions on the matter like there's no opinion like she assaulted him period like we have to let him heal like it's not the time to like give your opinion on the matter so that's just something I wanted to touch on and recommend you watch if you haven't watched it it's it's really sad and and I hope that Jack is okay and also if you have gone through something like that I see you and I believe you and I hope you're okay and I'm always here for you dms are always open okay 
So the funny story, but it's not that funny. It's kind of sad. Like, don't do this, but whatever. So <laughs> my fres- freshman and sophomore year of college when I was dating that guy that I explained about Valentine's Day, we were obviously hooking up for a really long time and like really toxically so. Like we definitely shouldn't have been, but you know what? What happens happens. What stays at happens at Michigan stays in Michigan. And so this like one particular time or a few particular times, in fact, his bedroom was like off of the fire escape. And so like his fire escape didn't come into his bedroom but the fire escape came like right into the hallway where his bedroom was like the first door and he never wanted me to like walk into the house which is so stupid because like all of his friends were there and like everybody was hung out there and like girls would hang out there too and I think he just didn't want people to know which is like such a bad thing like I 125% should never ever have gone multiple times to see somebody who did not want me to walk through their front door know your fucking like know your worth bitch because that is like bottom of the barrel like that is bullshit also mind you it's 18 degrees in michigan 10 feet of snow on the ground like literally and i'm wearing heels and like a top from forever 21 and i'm scaling the side of a fucking building to go and see a man who does not care if i live or die please riddle me that please riddle me that guys don't fucking do that think about it let's reflect what could i have been doing instead maybe not failing my stupid uh what course did I fail in college stats maybe I could have studied I could have studied that would have been you know what that would have been good for me wouldn't have it wouldn't it would have been good yeah I could have been studying I could have been hanging out with friends making new ones I could have maybe tried a little harder to like be accepted in the sorority nope I was scaling a fucking building and we don't do that shit we don't do that shit I would be like calling my own uber scaling down the side of a building like a goddamn idiot like an idiot. Oh, who's that girl climbing down the side of Phi Delta Theta? Oh, that's Eli Rallo. She does that weekly. Yeah. Okay. Don't do it. Now, our pop culture item of the day. We're going to talk about Euphoria. Yes, I am watching it. Yes, I know I'm late. Yes, I'm on season one. And no, I'm not going to be taking any bullshit from you guys about why do you hate TV? I don't know. I just can't focus on it. I just can't. And I finally just was like, fine. You know what? Everyone's talking about this. I want to watch it. I'm going to drop in. Here are my thoughts. Number one, cinematically beautiful. I think that this role is so beyond amazing for Zendaya and like I just genuinely love her so much. She's so such an icon. She's so beautiful and she's so talented. And I think that like they do a really good job of carving out each individual character's plot line, which I really like appreciate. But two things. The first one, it's just weird to me that they're high school students and I know you can't think of it like that and there's like many more takeaways like other than that. But what I struggle with is like I drop in so hard to shows and I like enter their world so I feel like I'm with a bunch of 17 year olds and all of a sudden they're doing ketamine and having sex naked and I'm like I feel like I can't watch this like I feel like a predator so I feel like I have to split that mindset but it's just weird to me that they put them in a high school but I also get it I guess I don't know I don't know your thoughts on that and then secondly I just saw a TikTok and don't take my word for it but this is like literally a TikTok I saw where the creator was saying that like there's some allegations that the woman who played Kat and then Sydney Sweeney were uncomfortable a few times like with the ways that their characters plot lines were going and then also the nudity and I think Sydney Sweeney said in a statement that she like really liked the director because every time she didn't feel like taking her shirt off and being naked he didn't make her but what I think is weird is that there's so many times like there was several times that she said that she thought the nudity was unjustified and I'm like 
then it's weird. It gets weird to me. Like, I don't think that we should play around with nudity in tele- in media. Like, I think, especially for women, like, if you're not comfortable doing it every time, you shouldn't have to. But also, why is it in the script so many times that she would get to the level where she was super uncomfortable? And then, so she said that. And so she kind of, like, cleared the air about this director. But then, I don't know what that account is called where the people send in, like, anonymous tips or whatever. Let me see if I liked the vid. I literally didn't like it. I literally don't know where it is. Okay. So that like thing where you send in anonymous tips, whatever. So she, someone sent an anonymous tip saying like, and like that tagline was like those little like emojis that look emo. So it was clearly about euphoria. And it was like, I have like tea that like the whole cast hates director. He's like a huge dick. He's so abusive and blah, 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 blah. So I don't really know what the tea is there. And this is something I literally just saw today. And I was planning on talking about this already. But so far I do like the show. And I'm curious all of your thoughts on it because I think it's really, really interesting and good. And like, I don't know, like maybe it'll maybe it'll like become my favorite show. I'm I'm not really sure right now. Like at this point, I'm kind of just like vibing it and seeing like how far I get. I'm on like the fourth episode of the first season. And I think my favorite character is Jules so far. Like she's just so pretty and sweet and like I she's just nice and like she's nice to Rue. And I think like nobody in that school is nice to Rue and just be nice. I just don't understand why people bully other people. That's just a whole nother thing though. That's maybe a whole nother episode. So anyway, guys, I love you very much. I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday. And I hope that you are prioritizing yourself and choosing joy for yourself. I'm giving you a big fucking hug. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I will see you next week. Bye guys.